Things break. Sometimes things break hard. But not all things that break are incidents, and not all incidents are treated equal. Life isn't easy being the one to answer for an incident. It's even worse when someone dumps it on your lap. The blame game is on. When it comes to incidents, it's always homemade. This is Incidents, Accidents, and Normal Wear and Tear. Hey guys, have you ever seen movies where people make the same mistakes over and over again and they don't like learn their lesson? Example, like Jurassic Park, say. Here's a, <laughs> here's a guy who decides like, you know what? Let's recreate dinosaurs. And then they're so wrapped up in the idea of doing their thing that they fail to see certain things. Everything goes to absolute trash. And then a few movies later, they say, let's build the park all over again. And this is whatever mistakes they made in the past. That's never going to happen again. And then lo and behold, it happens not once again, but twice. Yeah. That didn't work the first time. Let's redo it again. But with bigger dinosaurs. And how about one that can swim? Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 we're going to do that. That eats whales for a living, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, think, think about that. Let, let's, let's, let's take a step God, back. God, that place's life insurance policy has got to be through the roof. Right. I think their life insurance is like my paycheck for the next 10 years. You'd be lucky if you got that over the next 10 years. <laughs> right. Accidents happen all the time, especially <laughs> at Jurassic Park. How many of you can say that your job is similar to Jurassic Park in that... You can see it. You can see the writing on the wall, but oftentimes management can't because the almighty dollar gets in the way. Mm. But it never ends that there's always an accident and or incident. And what's the difference, you might ask? Well, it's all on who they're going to blame. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. And one one shop's incident is just like whatever. It's that's not that big a deal. I think it's weird because they you look at it, they look at it and say, Boy, I'm really going to get my ass handed to me on this one. Uh, we're just going to classify it as normal wear and tear. Well, you drove the tug into the hangar. Well, I don't, I don't know how that's normal wear and tear. I don't see your function. logic on that one. How does, how does that work out? <laughs> or or there be like a cable. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to call it normal wear and tear. Well, the bundle's been cut through cleanly by something sharp. I don't, I don't know how that's normal wear and tear. Normal wear and tear would be uh, the connector is a little loose because it's worn out because it's a component that gets removed and installed constantly. All right. All right. That's fine. Or a tow bar, right? Tow bar. Hey, uh, the shear pin, you know, finally cut cut loose in the tow bar. Yeah, I can. I can also get behind that one a little bit. Yeah, you're still probably wrenching on it too hard with your horrendous driving skills. <laughs> but, but but all right. The shear pin, maybe after excessive use it finally decided it was going to give way. All right, maybe. Right. <laughs> or, you know, when you hear wear and tear, you're thinking something like you stripped out a screw or you banged something in too hard after so many times of you taking it off and putting it back on. Stuff like that. But to just straight up break something and then call it wear and tear, like, I think, I think you and I went to different education backgrounds because that looks like a clean break to me, not... Well, it's, the, it's like the epitome of the blame game. As soon as something happens, everybody puts their finger on their nose and points at somebody else. Not it. Not it. Everybody else, it's, it's your fault. Get out. Your germs, your germs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Shoreline, I'm sure in your uh, industry, they got similar things that happen. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, tons. Uh, so like, for instance, we were working with the, uh, this big national tour and we had a bunch of stagehands from a, from a labor company and they were, were cutting tape on their snake, which had a fiber line in it. And unfortunately said stagehand cut through the fiber line. Um, and this is like a 300 plus foot, you know, length of fiber. And the snake itself cost us about two grand to to replace that fiber you know and the labor company didn't cover any of it because we couldn't prove that it was them that did it so right so you couldn't prove that the because fiber fiber line right is pretty pretty delicate to begin with i i take it Extremely. at least from what at least from what six is i six and i's experience is with fiber lines they seem uber brittle and they Absolutely. get uh, and the smallest amount of dust you know messes up their connectivity yeah so let alone a knife cut through it <laughs> yeah that's definitely a break in the connection <laughs> yeah yep exactly i mean my my experience with fiber fiber reel or fiber optic cable is when i used to be a telephone installer and we'd have to run fiber optic cables three stories four stories down from one phone line center to another and it just wasn't clicking to people like just how frail this was at the time it wasn't it was still fairly new technology and people would just say, oh, just force it down the line. I'm like, it's basically glass. You're basically dealing with glass. I mean, you have to treat it like glass. And sure enough, you know, we're stuffing it four stories down. And then there's a break somewhere <laughs> in the line. So then we have to fish out three, four stories worth of cable to figure out where the break was. So we know what to do with it. But with fi- well, fiber line, you, you guys know, once it breaks, the whole line is trash. Exactly. Reterminating fiber is a pain. Yeah, if you have to splice in a new uh, connection, right? That's that's kind of a difficult task to do. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so, it's something I've, I've never done before. So a couple of questions then I have. All right. So number one, is everybody's first or second job dealing with like phones? Because there's so many people that I know that were, yeah, I used to work on install cell towers. Or I used to run fiber lines. This and that. It seems like everybody talks, yeah, I used to do this. And now, now I do this. And you're like. That's interesting because there's just in my travels, it's a lot of people I've met that were former telephone working individuals. So I'm sort of, you know, telephone device. Because oh, communication, that was the hot commodity because you got That's the internet, true. you got Wi-Fi. Well, at the time they were still experimenting with Wi-Fi. AOL Messenger was the new hotness. MSN Messenger was the new hotness. Damn, six, how old are you? <laughs> uh, undisclosed amount. <laughs> 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 well, well you're saying like AOL was the hot hot trend. That <laughs> I was like, I think I was in junior high. I mean, I was as old. I'm as old as DSL of that. I'm old enough to know what DSL was. If that's a, an indicator, <laughs> I mean, me too. But I was like, when I was coming onto the scene, right as I was phasing out. Wow. All right. So my second question in, then is Shoreline. You can probably answer this. Is fiber the best? Is that the only thing that exists right now? They haven't come up with a better source to run information through well so fiber is is only used in 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 my world for for certain things um or in very expensive equipment um most of the time we're using just regular copper wire um you know with uh, xlr ends and, and doing all that but uh every once in a while we'll get a, a big tour come through and they'll have you know uh, some top of the line gear and have some fiber in it, especially if they're working with uh, their own video and stuff. Cause video wise, uh, that's really the most efficient way that, that at the moment to, to run that because it can run for forever. Um, and that's the other thing is that a lot of the tours that I work with, 
have to do rooms that are a hundred feet wide or, you know, a hundred feet long or 300 feet long. And so with fiber, it carries farther um, than other forms of uh, data transportation. Now I can, I can speak in a similar terms with, cause a lot of people still to this day use coaxial cables. That's oh, why you have yeah. like the copper wire with like some uh, wire mesh in there to kind of break mm-hmm. up the, the distortion. Mm-hmm. Now, my experiences with coaxial cable is you can run a decent lines worth of stuff up to maybe 150 feet. That's with the run of the mill standard issue coaxial cable. And then there, there's bigger grades of it, but then it only adds like maybe 50 more feet per thickness, which brings me to a certain topic that we were going into today as far as incidents goes, where certain aircraft or certain type models they'll have coaxial cables as part of their data transfer or their electronics transfer throughout the aircraft. And l- luckily an aircraft is no longer than 150 feet, which would totally blow my mind once it gets beyond that at some point. But then you'll see some troubleshooters, they'll like, oh, we're having really bad connection or we're having really bad data transfer. I'm like, how? <laughs> there's really only one way to know or one way to justify that is if either there's a break in the line or if it's there's something like disrupting the flow which in most cases, it's either uh, something power-wise or something like... Yeah, from my experience on at least the corporate side of things, it's always been, it's always been, it's always been two things. It's been a power issue or it's been a damage line. There's no, nothing, been nothing else that I've, I've either found a pinch line where somebody else did some maintenance in, a, in an area and, and, and when they went to reinstall their components, they crushed the line, sliced the line, whatever whatever the issue or not enough input power. Now th- th- this kind of goes into the avionics side of the aviation world. Like I feel a lot of these guys, they make up their gripes, you know, it's like, Oh, we're having a, a distorted data transfer or we're not getting enough power to this or to that. I'm like, I mean, electricity is electricity, man. Like <laughs> there's really not a whole lot that could go on between it unless it's talking to a computer. Then we're getting a little bit complex, but there's only so much, computing brain power inside a plane that I really feel you guys are just really making the stretch as far as how something's happening. And half of these aircraft are running on technology that was developed in 1985. (laughs) So it's not like it's even that Uber, Uber complex, you know, it's, it's eighties technology that we're still running today. Well, there's better stuff, you know, MVP. Yeah, I agree. But it also, that mod costs, you know, $65,000 per aircraft. So, Nope. <laughs> Solid no. They go back to the, the classic, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, great. So I guess to get back to the original conversation, fiber lines or lines or any electrical line cause a lot of incidents. And depending on the type of line, maybe an accident. What happened to so-and-so over there? Uh, he got the shit shocked out of him. So, Six, you had a story about that, right? Oh, the guy yes. who got the shit shocked out of him? Yes. So this was... Uh, but uh, some avionics people working on the the electronics compartment of a Huey. This was a four-bladed Huey, no less. So there's a lot of electronic equipment in there, a lot of stuff that powers on electricity. And this kid was in the electrical compartment working on some stuff. I don't know exactly what. And then whenever people are working with electricity, you're supposed to at least make sure everyone's clear of it when they turn the power on. Yep. Well, you know, missteps, no steps, didn't consider or totally said f the procedures turned the aircraft on and this kid had his hands with metal wrenches in hand touching 
tube uh electrical inverters and god knows how many amps like went through this kid's body he like flew away from the plane was smoking and everything they rushed him to the hospital all kinds of craziness all, all i remember saying uh, hearing was some kids came in to the control desk and said like yeah so-and-so got electrified like what what happened yeah how did that happen did he not lock out tag out the the power switches the circuit breakers like did you guys uh a clear power before you turned it on like oh uh, that, that's when the, that's when you start hearing the stuff get get a little sketchy right like yeah we did or you get to hear like 45 different stories so here you are scooby-doo and the gang trying to f- solve the mystery and they did it's always the person that first gave you the problem that ends up being the culprit yeah the one who ran to you first is always the one who was hey man just so you know there's a problem but it definitely wasn't me pretty sure yeah no definitely sure it wasn't me all right man i'm just gonna catch you later then uh See you later, Chief. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on our own episode of CSI, you know, like with the theme song and all. You know, all it needs a witty pun and somebody with some aviator glasses, you know, to just... I guess he had a shocking experience. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so in, that, in, that, in that case then, right, is that considered... Because the ju- the nugget was doing his job correctly, right? He had he had power off for what the task he had to do at hand, but then other people came in afterwards and didn't clear power and applied power. So is that does that fall under incident or accident? Uh, I believe I, I would I would call it as both. First of all, I'll call it an incident because someone got hurt. That's I yeah. think in most cases that's instantly an incident. That's you're probably right. So it's got to be either damage to the component. Or asset, whatever you're working, or or injury to to human human yep. health. Yeah. Okay. At, the, at that right. point, I, th- I think at that point that would be considered a mishap, not just an incident. But I think that's the same thing, no? Probably. Now, yeah, it's just 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 a different word to say the same thing. Now I don't remember everything that came up for that. Like, did they do the do? Did everybody do the right thing? Did they skip procedure or whatever have you? But you know, you one thing I wouldn't say is people will will do whatever it takes to avoid embarrassment. And that includes throwing certain individuals under the bus, particularly someone who's just looks guilty. Like everyone's just accept that he's one, the one to blame. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean, guys? Yep. I do. So, so there's no negative fault. So what I used to do, right. When I was working in the corporate realm and say you're on a larger, larger aircraft, like a Falcon 2000 or a Bombardier global five or 6,000. And you had to work up in the hell hole on some of the electric components, you might be checking relays for different things because you're troubleshooting a power issue. Uh, and, you know, verifying to see if relays are, you know, are, are failed open and whatever else. And you're back there and all of a sudden, and you got a headlamp on, right? Because you got no power applied to the aircraft. And you go go back there and all of a sudden the, the maintenance light comes on and you're like, what the hell? How and, you, and then you hear components start turning on that, you know, as there's throwing circuit breakers for everything. You go up front and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I put a sign here because that's what I used to do. I used to put a sign, do not apply power, working in hellhole, whatever. And then so I went up front and on the vanity, right, you walk in a lot of private jets. There's a vanity right there, a coffee bar, whatever you want to call it. And the sign was laying there with the tape on it from the guy had taken it off, laid it on the counter and went back up. I said, did did you not see the sign? Oh, yeah, but uh, what sign? Yeah, I just ignored it. Literally, that's what they said. I just ignored him. Like, 
Jesus Christ. Why would you ignore it? You could have killed somebody, man. <laughs> so that's what I started doing was taking, yeah, taking extra time and, and to save myself firstly. And then secondly, anything else happening bad to the aircraft or the other guy or anybody else working on the vehicle. But, uh, I would just go and disconnect the battery. So you had to climb up into the cargo bay where the battery was at. So it took additional time to do all these steps. You back and check some, go back around, climb up into the battery bay, connect the battery, come back out, go up into the cockpit, fire everything up. Nope. That didn't work. Turn it back, shut it all back down, disconnect the battery back in. It took a whole bunch of extra time, but it's just, to save yourself from ending up like the, the guy you just talked about where he was uh, lying in a smoking pile of his own mess yep. on the ramp, you know? Lucky day. I wonder if he pooped himself, you know, because I would figure, you know, like that much electricity running through your system, you probably lost some involuntary functions, you know? You know, I don't know because it didn't happen to me. I got hit by uh, lightning through the water lines in the outer banks of North Carolina when I was probably 12, I'd say. So in most of the beach houses out there, they have uh, outdoor showers and typical summertime of the Outer Banks, a storm rolls in off the Atlantic and uh, lightning had hit uh, just down the street, but hit, it went through the, it, the electricity traveled through the water lines underground and then came up through the shower that I was in and zapped me. It was enough that it lifted me up off the ground and then just dropped me. Remember seeing a blue and white flash, but uh, you know, no bodily fluids exited. Rapidly. <laughs> well, how would you know you were in the shower? <laughs> well, it's true, but I, maybe, maybe it's one of the maybe it's one of those suppressed memories, you know? Like you just like, nope, I definitely, I definitely didn't shit myself. I'm I'm a real man. I got hit by lightning and walked away. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that part of your that part of your memory bank just got deleted. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what happened. It just short circuited and fried For that you, part of my memory. You forgot to save your game. You know? You know the worst. You know what the worst part about that whole thing was? Is I didn't get any superpowers out of that. That's how you get some superpowers or some shit, right? Yeah, I yeah. got nothing. You know what I got? Early hair loss. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's it. You know, like the worst superpower ever. <laughs> I mean, I got, I, I, got, I got obesity and, and early hair loss. Damn it. <laughs> it was supposed to be like the Flash, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> he got struck well, by lightning and then look at him. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the other end of the deal. So I got a, another story uh, is similar to the the guy who got shocked out of his shoes. This was actually a really close friend of ours. He uh, he was working on a CH-53. That's that big helicopter, like the buff the, force of the of the U.S. military's helicopter. Uh, buff arsenal. horses. The the three the three engine right. Each engine produces like four thousand yeah. horses. Yeah, the the, the, the buff, buff horse. horses. Yeah, the buff, the buff horse. <laughs> Purse, purse for days, you know? Anyway, so he was working on an APU, an auxiliary power unit, and it was clear sign that says, do not turn on the APU. And someone just blatantly ignored the sign, kind of like in your case, turns on the APU, and his whole his arm catches on fire. He's like, whoa, Jesus, I'm, I'm on fire. And he puts it out, and, of, and then sure enough, he's, mad, he's pissed off. He takes, the, he takes his boot and whatnot and hits the dude in the head, like, what the hell, man? Did you see the sign that says do not turn on the APU? Yeah, and then he probably got in trouble for throwing his boot at somebody. Probably. Like, oh, you can't, we can't have you uh, putting your hands on somebody. Like, the dude set me on fire, so technically yeah. he put his hands on me first. <laughs> yeah, he, he blatantly ignored all signs. Now, I guess the only saving grace the guy could have had is if there wasn't also a write-up in the logbook stating, uh, hey, do not apply power to this in in bold lettering right right but in most almost every case when you're doing something like that 
you would see one or at least look up the sign that says do not turn on power <laughs> yeah this must be here for a reason and if you look in the logbook and say well there's no write-up in here for it maybe start asking questions or two if there is a write-up for it great don't apply power to the apu or three look and see if there was a write-up that was in there about the APU, and then that's been signed off as being corrected. Right. And then the guy just forgot to take the sign out after he was done signing off the discrepancy. Well, this is also assuming, MVP, that uh, people actually do write-ups for their maintenance. <laughs> or legible write-ups, or... <laughs> Yeah, but that's a whole rabbit that, that's hole. A, that's a whole other subject in itself. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to there when we get to there. But so, yeah, going into that. So the incident slash accident, whichever it may be, happens. And now the blame game starts. Who, what, when, where, why? Who did it? What happened? How did it happen? Yep. And usually most organizations, and I know the military does too, has their own forms or form or forms in the plural oftentimes the plural, that have to be uh, filled out and sent to people that you don't even know work at your organization, but are somehow in charge of safety or something other in some other location. I can can attest to that to the highest of degrees. So I'm not sure what they call it in the other services, but for incident reports to that effect in the aviation side of the house for Marines, they call them flash reports, kind of like lightning flash reports. Mm -hmm. And these things ask, Every silly little thing you could possibly imagine you would want someone to ask you about a problem. I want to know what time it happened, who was involved, how many people were supposed to be working, uh, what are their socials, all kinds of dumb stuff, man. Socials? Really? Well, I guess it's military, so I don't know if you could get away with that in the civilian side of the house asking for a social like that. Well, 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 nowadays they don't use socials anymore. They use like their DOD ID numbers, but same effect, you know. They used the chip that was implanted in their head by the one that Elon Musk created. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me scan your temple, please. That's what all those immunization shots, one of them is the chip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, just scan you like the dog pound. You know, like, like the <laughs> dog pound, yeah. Oh, we got a runner. We got a runner. <laughs> but yeah, like those, those incident reports, man, like it's so um, convoluted. It almost makes me not want to do them. Because they're just, it's asking so much. And I think that's part of the reason why people sweep stuff under the rug is because they just don't want to have to deal with having to tell somebody. Oh, yeah. The repercussions of that, especially on the civilian side, if if the FAA catches wind of stuff, oh, man, now your reports just tripled or quadrupled in their numbers and the amount of interviews and questioning you're going to get, not only from your own management of your own company, but also from, you know, FAA, the local FISDO reps, your NTSB rep, depending on the severity of what happened. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's horrendous, man. It's, it's horrendous. So yeah, people do sweep things under the rug, which isn't good in itself because uh, maybe there was a lessons learned kind of thing out of that. Like, Hey, just so we know, uh, even though you, you know, you had power off in the aircraft, there was a short and this specific model of aircraft that still allows battery power to flow past this point right so so out of it yeah something bad happened but you can say hey but we learned a severe problem uh that plagues this specific type model of aircraft okay and now you're going to get uh an a b that drops uh with effective immediate replace these components or here's the fix whatever you know right and certain things there's just no avoiding it like we saw it happen half a million people saw it happen you're gonna have to write the report and you're just gonna have to suck it up but then you have these other ones, like you said, there on the learning curves or just kind of like the, 
uh, let's keep it between us kind of thing. If it's one of those like, dude, you almost burn my arm off, like, or you at least burn my my coverall sleeve off. Yeah, and that's that's can be a little fisty cuff action there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna correct this one behind the hanger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, gonna, that's as far as it'll go. We're gonna take this to the tree line, you know, as they say. In, as they say <laughs> <laughs> as like, we're gonna have like a, a connex box counseling as they say <laughs> <laughs> why does connex box have boxing gloves and padded walls oh well let me just show you real quick <laughs> close the door <laughs> <laughs> and then they became friends you know that's just how it happens <laughs> i mean that is true that is true I've, I've been you know in deployed locations where guys weren't getting along at all and you say if you got that big of a problem with another, go behind the hangar. You got five minutes, and after that, you shake hands and you go back to work. And if you can't resolve it after that, you get the hell out. I'm sending you both home. So oftentimes, when you threaten them with that, it never even came to fisticuffs. It was like, all right, man, yeah, I'm fucking up. Yeah, I'm fucking up too. Sorry. And then, and then those two were inseparable the rest of the deployment. Any maintenance action that happened, like, hey, we'll take care of it, and you're like. And last week you guys wanted to kill each other. Now, now you, now you do everything together. Now you're the go best to the of gym, homies. go to the chow hall, probably even have to share a bunk bed. You know, you're on Xbox Live together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Now you talked about sweeping it under the rug. I'm not saying I've never done that because I've definitely done it. But I also because you, you also have to weigh out the pros and cons, right? Like, damn, man, so many people are going to get involved in this, and it's not even that big of a problem. Do we have replacement parts here? Like. Yeah, like, all right, let's just, hey, fix it, take care of it, and let's move on. Yeah. You know, you know? we're, like, in, like, an example of, like, let's just pretend this never happened was, like, uh, you're taking out some screws on a panel, and you bust straight through the panel because you were pushing down so hard. Like, you punch, like, a hole through it. Yeah. And then, so you go to the composite people, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get messed around with hands down, but at least it's one of those like, all right, well, you you messed up, so whatever. Let, let's move on and let's fix it. But then you get other ones where people like just straight up disobey laws, disobey regulations, don't follow the procedure, just because they think like, well, I know better than the book, and yeah. they end up screwing something up completely. And then they fall back to like, well, the the book wasn't specific about what I should or should not be doing. Well, what are you talking about? It says right there, bold black letters, shall not. <laughs> ye, yeah, it, it almost written in old timey English. Ye shall not <laughs> <laughs> torque beyond such and such Newton meters. Because, you know, it's old timey, so you got to go in Newton meters. <laughs> Newton meters. <laughs> this was pre-physics, you know, like, are they, or they, what is it? Uh, what's the measurement back in... The before metric uh, system times, like oh, guten uh, tight uh, stones. You know, like you you shall not tighten more than three stones. <laughs> <laughs> What's a stone? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm from I'm from, I'm from old timey America. <laughs> <laughs> or would you say good and tight? <laughs> guten tight, yeah. Uh, tight. What's the torque on that? Just guten tight. Very well. If you hear a snap, you've gone too far. I like how those were. You have maintenance actions and they're, hey, how tight does it need to be? Or how uh, how much does it need to be? And then they reference it to animals, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. how much do I need to tighten this? Oh, gorilla torque. Or uh, 
how small is this? Oh, it's about a fleece hair, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, I think, I think there's another unit, unit of measurement, but we shouldn't probably say that on here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep that one out of there. <laughs> or you yeah. get, nomic, or you get nomenclature that's named after animals like uh, donkey dicks. <laughs> well, that's actually where we currently uh, are at six is there is an actual tool called a donkey dick and it's uh, pretty useful actually for what it's made for. <laughs> and i'll just leave that with the uh, listeners you can uh, take that to your own your own uh mind so going back to um the sweeping under the rug thing you get those individuals like i mentioned where they either blatantly ignore it or they think they're smarter than the book and the bl- and the spotlight gets on them and they start saying stuff or like well the book wasn't specific or They'll say stuff like, oh, this always happens. This, this is a constant thing. It's just, it, um, it's routine for us and whatnot. Like, what? No, yeah, it's like not. Routine, this is, the first time, this is the first time I've ever heard you guys doing this. How is this routine? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, routine for us. We oftentimes, we just do it kind of on the side. We don't tell anybody we do it. I'm like, but I'm, I'm control. <laughs> I have to know what's going on here. Yeah. Sweeping under the rug my ass. Yeah. And then, and then they somehow find a way to blame you as the controller. Like, well, you control didn't tell us that we shouldn't have done it that way. Like what? And then their manager sticks by him. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you guys were, had known more, I'm not like, I'm not the SME. I'm not the subject matter expert here. You, you do that. You tell me, yeah, I prioritize what needs to be done and, uh, you do it and you're doing stuff that I'm not aware of. So, uh, that one's on you, pal. Yeah. And especially with maintenance control, like you got guys in there who are all sorts of like different specialties. You got guys there who are line mechanics. You got guys who are composite uh, specialists. Every so often you'll have avionics specialists, but we're not going to know what, what's what. Like if I tell an avionics person like, oh, hey, this three ply layup is too thin or something like that. He's just going to look at me with like the burned out headlight look. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't I don't get understand it. oh i was like sorry excuse me beep beep whistle whistle beep zero one beep whistle oh okay i get it <laughs> well you wouldn't talk to you wouldn't talk to the composite guy that way that's only the tron who's going to understand that <laughs> yeah composite zero one like, zero zero one one zero one all right on, i got that <laughs> for, for the composite guy you got to speak in in hammers you know like just get two hammers and like clang them together <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i get it <laughs> oh i understand oh you you gotta you gotta do the plies at a 45 oh okay i gotcha <laughs> so going back to it wasn't our fault i feel that's such a, a prevalent thing especially now in 2020 going on just like it's not my fault you guys didn't tell us that we shouldn't have done it. The book wasn't specific. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to tell you that you should have known better other than you should have known better. <laughs> right. Well, and, and how, how about this? Right. So, so as in some places, as you know, six, uh, sometimes the maintenance manual is not up to par for whatever ungodly reason. Right. Uh, and they go, well, you know, we can't be held responsible because the book was uh, unclear on this and it didn't give specific instructions. Uh, or it's been, a, that's a known problem like that. It's known that, that they followed the book and the book was wrong and it caused this problem. And they go, well, we can't be held responsible because that's a known issue. And uh, we've submitted uh, the change for the maintenance manual. And how, well, how long ago did you submit it? Well, like four years. You got to be out of your 
out of your mind. Are you kidding me? So it's four years. So now I'm now I want to go to the supervision. This is your fault because since it's known, uh, you haven't properly trained your personnel to make sure that they're all aware that this is a problem to prevent yeah. in the future. Yeah. And so now we're going into like the management side of it. Like what was your mitigation to stop this particular problem from happening? Despite that, you know, that this can and will happen. Oh, well, you know, we submitted a change about four years ago. So we're just waiting for that to, um, to come back. So yeah, I, I, I get that. But what are you doing in the interim? Have you given training to these guys saying that, oh, if you if you touch this button, it's going to shock the life out of you? Right. If you submitted an, uh, even, even an email, right, an all-hands email, like, hey, everybody, just so we're all on the same page, this is a problem. And then loop in engineering on that. So engineer can go, hey, I didn't know about that. Or maybe engineering says, I do know about that, and we're working a fix now. But if they don't know, they can. that's bringing in the light to them so they can say, oh, man, I better jump on this quick and resolve this so we can move on without right. uh, injury or loss of life or whatever. Yeah, especially. And I'm not sure how everywhere else plays it. I can speak for this on the Marine side of things. They have this um, process they call IRACs or interim rapid action changes where if someone notices a problem such as the book says this when it should be that, they will submit this IRAC that they can kick out at any time of the year, any time of the day, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to print that out and literally tear out the pages that it's supposed to replace and stick it on in there, like tape it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a thumb drive for all those electronic tablets that have procedures. You just plug in the, t- the thumb drive. And auto updates. It auto updates, and then you're good to go. And it'll show in red what changed, you know? So instead of like, like uh, stick fork into outlet, and then instead of that, it says, do not stick fork into outlet. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what changed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, they just, there's different things that can, different routes they can go to resolving those kind of issues. But uh, again, it goes back to, you know, it's not my problem or sweep it under the rug. It's not going to get resolved that way. You know, there's a time and place for sweeping under the rug and that those specific instances where people can get hurt are not those times. Right. Right. And I feel this, especially on the control side of things, especially because no one really cares about you or no one knows exactly what you do until there's a problem or it's something that they need. Like, hey, control, uh, so aircraft, whatever, just smoked its engine or aircraft, whatever, its landing gear went up and it's still on the ground. Okay. What did you do about it? Well, I just told you, so have a nice day. Yeah, I'm just letting you know that there's a problem. Uh, I'm like, well, have you talked to your, you know, your directing command, you know, who supposedly knows more than, than that person, right. On, on the specific systems of that specific aircraft. But, uh, well, yeah, I did tell them and they told me to come tell you. Okay. Well, what's the path forward? Uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, let us know when you find get an answer. The hell? <laughs> the like, hell wait, you a minute, say? wait a minute. What? <laughs> how am I supposed to know how to deal with the shit that you broke? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know the intricacies of what happened. Uh, yeah. So, so, so submit the, uh, submit the, the after action form or, or, or your mishap form or whatever the forms called that you have. Oh, where do I get that? Go talk to your, go talk to your management. 
then you get a call from their management. Hey, uh, do you have this form? Jesus Christ. I, Jesus, you're, man. Like, you're, 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 and you're growling as you're like clicking through your files and your computer. <laughs> I was like, there, I sent it to you. Save it to your desktop and then submit it. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you in charge of people and you don't have the stuff when shit goes wrong? <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes me wonder, like, so what you've been doing to make you sure that you're doing the stuff right? <laughs> God yeah, damn it. <laughs> just, just sitting there with, at their desk with their fingers and toes crossed and doing a rain dance thing. Please let nothing bad happen today. Please right. let nothing bad happen today. Right. <laughs> and, and if something does bad happen, please let me not be on site or please let somebody else take take charge on it. Right. That'd be the bad time to be the new supervisor on shift, right? <laughs> oh, hey, by the way. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Anyways, just let you know, uh, we smoked the engine. That's the second one and two in uh, in a week. So, finger guns at you, and I'm clocked out. So I'm gonna get out of here and uh, and uh, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Back the coop up and chuck the deuce up. I've done this, especially in the core, and I believe the in the corporate world does the same thing. Where they come at you with a problem, they tell you that something broke. And you're given the 21 questions. And then somewhere along the line, somebody always says, so are you guys going to do the report? What? Why like, am I going to do the report? You're the one who broke it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that- to fill it out. And you're like, okay, well, I can, I can send you a, a, another email that has a, a way to fill it out. Yeah. You know? It's like, here, here's, the regula- here's the instructions. Here's the form. Use your mind and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Now, most instances, you could go, you could go, uh, you need to go talk to quality for that, for all the specifics and, and how they want stuff filled out. Because in most cases, right, quality is going to take that, that incident report for action, assuming, oh, yeah. assuming you have a real quality department. I can tell you, at least from my experiences, quality, those dudes are sharks, especially when someone hurt themselves or they broke something. Oh, yeah. They're out for blood. Yeah. If if control is not on your ass first, quality for sure is on you. <laughs> it's going to be like major pain. Somebody's going to answer for this blood from my lip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all run at once. <laughs> yeah, quality walks in, turns on the light switch, and all the department, uh, all your shops scatter like cockroaches. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then if and when quality does get a hold of you, you know, you'll be that other scene in major pain where you're all dug in a hole and he's watering you like a bunch of freaking cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> My little Brussels sprouts. Let that be the last time you talk about me behind my back. <laughs> God, I love that movie. That was a great movie. They're waterboarding your ass while asking for information. Give me what I want to know. <laughs> I just want to be able to be in a situation where I could give the little engine that could um, story. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Somebody's like, why do I need to fill out this stupid answer report? Well, let me tell you about a time. Charlie came crawling out the back of his little <laughs> bloody nubs, kicking up and down. I can't feel my legs. Well, Bubba, you ain't got no legs. Anyways, so that's why you, anyways, to make a long story short, that's why you need to fill out an incident report form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I've also had this before where an incident happens, they're filling out the report, and then it goes time to say, well, who is responsible? Who, who was the cause of the incident. Oh, you're talking like an instance where uh, all, all shops were on a plane, working a plane, different things on the same plane, but, you know, they're all trying to point fingers. Oh, well, because they were up there moving that around, that caused us to mess up back here. I don't know. Yeah. So it's is that, like, is that, what you're, is that what you're referencing to? Yeah. So it's like, well, we're at fault, but 
they're more at fault than us. So let them let them be the one to blame or what have you. No. You know, I notice that happens a lot if there's the at fault shop um, is is some senior guys and the other guys working from another shop are relatively newer. I think they they go, oh, it was them that messed up because the new guys are going to go. I, I I swear I didn't do anything. It wasn't yeah. me. I just uh, and then people are going, well, they're the senior ones. They've been around longer, so they're probably telling the truth. You know, yeah. So they they know better. So it's clearly got to be you. Yeah. Or you get another. Or say we're talking about the aircrafts in the air already, and of course, if something happens, God for God forbid, it crashes. The first person they're going to blame is the pilot, hands down. You know, like oh, what happened? Oh, pilot fucked up. But then they start doing investigations or, or they start saying like who was all involved. Mm-hmm. And then you get, and then you get the technicians like, Oh shit, I hope it was the pilot. Well, I, I, I did something wrong, but the pilot did something worse. You know, like in your instance where with helos, you know, pilot had to auto rotate into the dirt and then like, Oh, pilot fucked up, but he recovered by auto rotating and landing safely air quotes onto yeah. said piece of earth. Right. And, uh, the, you know, the investigation determines that, oh, this happened because somebody left a, uh, a wrench in the inlet, you know, like, <laughs> well, no, see, the pilot didn't, didn't fuck up. The plane fucked up and he had to do his job to recover. The initial fuck up was you leaving your shit in the inlet. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll turn around and say, like, well, the pilot should have caught that on pre flight. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, well, you should have caught that on your post post maintenance inspection. Where right. was your second set of eyes? Where where you was know? your where was your all tools accounted for procedure? Right. Eye? <laughs> yeah. How were you able to check in your toolbox, boy? We're referencing back to some other. Yeah. How 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 were you able to check in your tools of that stuff missing? Oh uh, well, see. Well, it wasn't a wrench. It was a it was a flashlight. Okay, still it's the same scenario. But it was what? a personal flashlight. Like, what's it matter, now, man? Now, 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 I was first. I was going to beat you. Now I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there come the white shirts of QA. Yep. Oh God! Everyone oh, run for your lives. Sharks are in the water now. <laughs> it's like and going back to Jurassic Park. It's like when they're in the kitchen and they're trying to hide, and yeah. the Velociraptors come in. The Velociraptors of QA. You know, and like, oh my God! They learn how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> they figured out how to open doors. <laughs> oh, oh my God, they're learning. <laughs> That's that awesome. Was good, that was a good movie. And I'll say this, man. Like, I was talking earlier about I wanted to make uh, a major pain quote at, at a certain scene in life. And I feel I've made that accomplishment with Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh man, that was a that was a great day. So so a, a little inside story for those of you. Um, I was in a, a maintenance meeting and this everything just went to shit that day. No power, no water, no emails, no maintenance server, no nothing. So we were basically in the dark as far as what the hell was going on with the maintenance. And I made this quote during the during the maintenance meeting, and I said, like, well, damn, it's just like Jurassic Park. All we need now is like some velociraptors picking people off on the line and whatnot. And then the look on everybody's face when I said that, and it wasn't like amazement. It was just kind of like sheer confusion. They were like, like what's Jurassic Park? Where's it going with this? I don't understand this Jurassic Park. What does that mean? I'm like, dude, you guys got to be shitting me. Like, Jurassic Park came out in 93. I know most of you are alive. 
when that movie came out. <laughs> and you had, and most of you had kids, kids that were, you know, of the age to go see that. You're a damn liar if you said you didn't go to the theaters and watch it. Right. And then to make matters worse, does uh, a person behind me dared me to say Jurassic Park at least three more times? <laughs> so I say challenge accepted, and I said it seven more times. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ass chewed for that hands down, but it was still funny when I did it. Well, uh, to- it. totally worth, worth it. it. Yeah, totally worth it in that aspect. <laughs> so worth it. Oh my god, that was a that was a funny day. <laughs> so anyway, it was just like Jurassic Park. We had issues and problems, and we all saw them coming, but nobody chose to do anything else about it. What? Just I man, I remember everybody's faces in that room. It was comical. I, I literally had to explain the plot line of the Jurassic Park series, you know? Right, yeah. So a maintenance meeting typically takes 30 minutes. An hour and 15 minutes later, comes back. What happened? I had to basically <laughs> had to read off the plot for the entire original <laughs> okay. Jurassic Park. It all, it all started with... We actually, I, actually went pr- I actually went and printed screenplays, and we all had to read the parts off <laughs> for the movie characters. <laughs> I want to be the Velociraptor. <laughs> 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 it all began with mosquitoes. <laughs> mosquitoes are the devil. <laughs> so, so to so to bring all this in view, man, I f- I feel like Jurassic Park is probably like the best uh, reference for a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to incidents and accidents. Because you get you get you get this um, idea or you get this task that you're just so nose blinder to do. You want to get it done. You want to make sure that it goes off without a hitch to meet your schedule. And then you get incidents or things that happen that throws you off. So you try to ease your way back by doing something pretty shady. And then it ha- some things go wrong. And then to make matters worse is you don't learn your lesson. You try to do it over and over and over again the exact same way, thinking the outcome's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. Or you're walking along the line and you see a massive problem, and i.e. the T-Rex, right? The T-Rex portion. You just kind of turn your back and say... Well, if I just go to the bathroom and take a poop nap, maybe it'll go away. Right. But guess what? The door kicks in and you get eaten by the T-Rex. <laughs> right. I, I, <laughs> I think that's how people treat the problem. Exactly that. Oh, the T-Rex can't see you if you don't move. So if I don't admit to my mistake, the T-Rex is going to blow right past me. <laughs> yeah. I can't be held accountable for anything. Just play dumb and it will all go away. Well, I guess to uh, wrap all this up... Um, Hopefully those out there who know what incidents or accident uh, report forms are uh, got a good laugh out of it. And those of you who uh, have no uh, clue what we're talking about, hope you still got a good laugh out of it and maybe learned a little bit be- uh, about the differences of an incident or an accident. And if you didn't learn anything, well, I mean, there's always Google. Research it. At the very least, you guys are going to go watch Jurassic Park today. <laughs> yeah, and Major, and major and ma- Pain. Major Movie pain. night. Movie night. <laughs> Netflix and chill, bro. Hulu <laughs> <Blue> and hang. <laughs> All right. So for those of you, if you like our content, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Kank, C-A-N-X for maintenance podcast you can also follow us on cancelformaintenance.com where you'll see all our episodes you'll see a little bit of info about us we have an online shop coming where you can get some clothing apparel some cool merch if also you want to support us like keep our lights on keep uh, shoreline happy and keep on doing what he's doing we also have a patreon at patreon slash canceled for maintenance i'll give us a like on facebook as well and you know, support and uh, share, share our content, you know, tell, tell other people, like, if you uh, have an idea for us, 
that you want us to talk about, or if you want to be a guest on the show, hit us up at cancerformainness.com. There's a little tab there that says contact us and we'll do what we can get you on the show. Yeah, we'd love to have you on and uh, talk at you and uh, laugh with you and uh, just all in all, have a good time. Uh, All right, everybody. Well, have a good day. Thanks for hanging out.